929 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. This rubber and this will be pushing it up. Somebody say, Friday. Today on the radio show, Jason Smith, who's a hardworking man these days because uh, John Martin is off uh, off with little Dom being a dad, and so John is, uh, so Jason's uh, carrying that whole show from 11 to 2, but Jason will nevertheless join us in the next segment as we talk about everything that unfolded last night. Chris Arrington straight up at 10 o'clock, and then who knows? Maybe we'll talk to y'all as we head out for the weekend. Maybe we'll talk to y'all after that. Uh, that is the lineup for today. Jeffrey's on the other side of the glass eating breakfast. Looked good, Jeffrey, from where? Uh, three Little Pigs. Three I was little... eating breakfast. I'm yeah, no longer eating what, breakfast. What, 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 what was it? Oh, the big breakfast. What three eggs. The big breakfast? It's their three egg plate. Three eggs. Oh, yeah. Fried? You go fried? Over easy. Over easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, bacon, I saw. Well done, bacon, toast, because biscuits are overrated, gravy. I think some biscuits are overrated. You think all biscuits are overrated? How about a chicken biscuit? I mean, in general, the biscuit. Forget forget the, the forget the protein. A standalone yes. a biscuit is I think, overrated. Yes. Anyway, yeah, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Um, and I'll put it this way. I, the last thing I expected last night was two devastating losses. I, I don't consider the Grizzlies lost a devastating win, a devastating loss. We will mm-hmm. get to that. The last thing I consider they were so close. The last thing, I mean, they if they had lost, it would have been a perfect night. But agree. But we'll discuss more of that later. I, I'm not so in on the tank that I can't enjoy a night like last night, which I'll get to. But. Um, I certainly did not expect to be flipping from one from the Tigers game to the Grizzlies game to make me feel better. When, <laughs> Correct. When, when, the, yes. when, the, when the Tigers are playing North freaking Texas and the Grizzlies are playing Giannis and the Grizzlies are starting Jordan Goodwin, Zaire Williams, Vince Williams, Santi, and Trey Jemison. And then, uh, and then relying heavily on Lamar Stevens, when the Grizzlies have literally none of their stars uh, suited up. I did not expect, which is a hundred percent true, at some time around eight thirty or whatever. I just couldn't bear to watch the Tigers any longer, and I just said, "Let me." It was, it was, it was as the first half of the Grizzlies game was winding down. I'm like, "Let me just watch the Grizzlies. I just want to feel better," and so that I would turn. To those Grizzlies on that night mm-hmm. against that opponent in this year, when the Grizzlies' year was supposed to be the lost season, and the Tigers' year was supposed to be the triumphant season, to find myself now you don't flip because you've got multiple TVs. I flip, although I was one was on one was on the yeah. This is the pro- this is the a streaming conundrum. When you have to go back from the streaming app to yeah, the, yeah it's terrible. So anyway, so I, I it, it was an astonishing night last night. 
A on, split just like everybody thought. On both fronts. And I'm going to say, and maybe this falls under the category of, what do you do, overreaction Monday in football season? Oh, yeah. It felt seismic to me last night because it felt like the Grizzlies really could have another star on their hands. Mm-hmm. And Penny Hardaway really could be a year away from losing his job. I, I, or, and Penny Hardaway really could be approaching a hot seat. I, I'm not ready to go there. I am ready to say that next year is going to be weird. And the offseason's weird. I, last night felt seismic to me. And because you know this show, we always try to focus on the positive. Let's focus on, we're going to, believe me, we got Jason coming. We got two hours. We're going to talk about the debacle uh, in Denton. Uh, but because I, well, the best, Jeff. walking on sunshine, mm-hmm. um, I like to focus on the good. How about them Grizzlies? That was, and, and listen, you called the two disastrous uh, defeats last night. Grizzlies win, obviously, over the Bucks. Head out uh, to the All-Star weekend on a high. And um, in just a f- jaw-dropping, jaw- jaw-dropping performance. And there were a lot of good things. I mean, listen, Lamar Stevens has been really good and was good again. Uh, 13 points. Jordan Goodwin, 11 points. But I don't really care, right? I don't care about them. I asked Chris yesterday, uh-huh. prior to his first game yesterday, yeah. if I would have put Jordan, if I would have put him in a lineup of 10 people, yeah. would you have been able to pick him out? No. Neither one no, of us yeah, could. No, no, no. <laughs> we would have had a one in 10 chance. Um, Zaire, interesting night. 27 points, four threes, 17 in the third. Only the fourth 20, 20 point game of his career. The fact that, that there was has not been another one this year says a lot about how this year has gone. Drew Hill's story today, there's a lot of there, there, there's there's uh, he writes about hard conversations between Zaire and Taylor Jenkins over the last few weeks. Um, but um, first 20 point game since April 9th of last year. He's got Santi throwing him alley-oops now. That was impressive. That, that was a fun that, play. That was, that was a fun play. And listen, um, he has been moved to the toward the back of the uh, the young wing line, and I'm not telling you I'm all in on on Zaire because I'm not. But what we wanted, one of the things we wanted after when this trade let not happen, and we were scrambling for what in the world can we, uh, you know, is there it, it will will be interesting over the course of the rest of the year was oh well, let's see Zaire and Laravia, and let's see maybe they can do well enough that they can actually rehabilitate their value. Right. Sure. So that was good. But obviously, it's Vince Williams, and it's Gigi Jackson, and it's Gigi Jackson, and it's Vince Williams. Vince Williams, once again, another uh, a triple-double alert, 19 points, 7 of 11 from the field, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, just like running the show out there. Say, main, he was like playing Some point guard in the fourth quarter. Crazy. And then Gigi Jackson, 27 points. Six threes, youngest player ever to hit six threes. Over his last six games, averaged 20.67 points. And it wasn't like he had 19 by half. If he had hit both foul shots, he would have had 20 at the half. But then he hit those two massive threes yeah. in the, the fourth quarter. Backbreaking for you. Yeah. Um, I, my, my stance on that is the same as it was yesterday. I don't necessarily root for them to win anymore. But if they're going to win, I want their wins to be wins that have emotional impact for me, that have emotional meaning. I don't want them to be on the road. I don't want them to be led by teams, players that don't matter. I, and so if you're saying, like, what's a fun win? Beating the Bucks at home with Gigi looking like a star. The dude looks like he's going to be a star. Right now, I'm going to put 
Over this is overreaction Friday. Okay. I'm going to put over under All Star games. Gigi Jackson point five. Safe. To I take, still safe think to I'm taking the under. under, but I wouldn't surprise me. I'd have to see where the sharp money's going. Just crazy. And then he's and then he's and then he is. Uh, I mean, honestly, the the ability is so clearly, unmistakably there that. Yeah, all kinds of things can derail a player. Like that confidence that we see, which is so incredibly um, appealing in, in some ways, because it's an aw shucks confidence. Um, he was getting into it with Giannis. Not getting into it. He was talking to Giannis on the foul line, and Giannis was not talking back to him. Giannis was not saying anything, and just Gigi just kept talking. And he said uh, it was a dead ball situation. He kept trying to nudge me. He was like pinching my sides. So I was telling him, bro, my core is not that strong yet. That stuff hurts. Stop it. I mean, he does, you know. He's, he's just hilarious. At 19, and he's you, you incredibly don't... gifted. The way he finishes, mm-hmm. going, it's just, it's not it's not quite Giannis finishing. Giannis, even in defeat, mesmerizing, like preposterous. I just what kept he can thinking, do. what would Grizz Twitter say about, he only had four rebounds, Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, how about Doc? Doc mentoring. Uh, Doc was a mentor before he became the coach to this <laughs> team, and now he has taken over the team. And they are three and seven. And Doc, uh, we had some guys here, some guys in Cabo, mm-hmm. very quickly throwing the players under the bus. Yes, but that's what he does. That's part partly why I was actually okay with the way that this this went down for him is. I do think Doc being in the playoffs is more entertaining. Just to watch him yeah. flame. Um, anyway, uh, that was just something else. And, uh, and listen, the, the, the GG journey has been a lot of fun uh, from the beginning. But it, 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 it really, it, 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 I don't know how he can't be a star. Like, the physical gifts just pop. And then the confidence. And I suppose you can imagine a world where someday, uh, not just someday, where it has. The confidence has gotten in his own way because sure. of the confidence. But my God, this is fun. And so shout out uh, to the Grizzlies for heading off into the All-Star uh, break with a two straight wins uh, over over Dylan, and then over the Bucks, And Gigi looking like a star. All right. Onward to the Tigers. I said last night felt seismic because um, it was, as I was flipping back and forth, it felt to me, it just finally dawned. Gigi is going to be a star. And then it finally dawned. This stuff around Penny could start to get ugly. Um, to say that they are, that the, the, the at-large is over is probably technically not true, although it's close. They've got six more games. If they win all six and then, let's say, go to the finals of the conference tournament, could they get an at-large? Yes. You agree? Yeah, I don't. What we've seen with the conference tournaments recently is it's more or less viewed as a mulligan. Like, right. if you didn't do the work and you win the tournament, you get in, but they're not really changing much. But we do acknowledge they have to win oh, the, the next They got to win out. Right. They got to win yeah, the next absolutely. six. And there is literally nothing about this team that makes you think they could win their next six. Um, and so, sure, sure. If you want to tell me it's technically not over, I think it's technically not over. But it's over. What we're down to now is, can they win the conference tournament and get an automatic bid? And the idea that we are here in this season, the band with such promise that saw them ranked in the top 10, is hard to get your mind around. Last night, and I think across the entire 92.9 station, there was great optimism heading into last night. I bet the Tigers. You bet the Tigers. Yes, I'm out on the show. 
I hope nobody follows. And maybe it's because we wanted to believe. Well, we clearly wanted to believe uh, that they had figured things out, that they were going to be closer to the team that we'd seen in the non-conference than the team that was the lost to rice. Honestly, that wasn't my thinking. My thinking was North Texas is going to have two of their four North top, Texas, not, their four not top that, scores out. And new, not that great to begin with, and they're yeah. missing two of, their, two of their top four scores. Yeah. They're just a better – Memphis is a better team. Correct. This is a shorthanded North Texas team that isn't that great to begin with. Yeah. And so Memphis should win this game. And as an underdog in the last 10, Penny Hardaway's teams were 8-2 and two against the spread, and they were 5-5 five, five and five overall as an underdog. And before you even could pour your drink, they're down 18-4, to four, giving up three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. Like – the, the the S that keeps happening, what is it? It's turnovers. They had nine turnovers in their first 10 minutes. They give up the first six shots that North Texas hit were threes. And by the way, they weren't Caitlin Clark bombing them in from, from, the, from the logo. From the logo. Yeah. These were open threes. These were, like yesterday, what did I say? I said, North Texas isn't very good. One thing they do well, they don't score a lot of points, but when they score them, they shoot well from three. Yeah, and the Tigers consistently give and up open leave threes. wide open threes. <laughs> North Texas players quoted about their coach. He told the team not to get surprised when they get repeated wide open looks. This is how you prepare for Memphis. You prepare for Memphis by not being too shocked Correct. when you're wide open right. with a three. Right. Don't let the fact that no one's around you throw you off. Right. you got to stay calm. That's, Don't get too excited that you're that open. The big obstacle with playing Memphis is going to be, can you hit shots when you are that open? It's like telling your receivers, listen, you're going to get open. Right. you still got to catch it. still got to catch, catch the it. ball. Right. got to catch gotta, the ball. You're going to be wide is, open. Right. Don't 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 like start wondering yes, where exactly. everybody is. You're gonna be right. wide open. Don't, don't start looking around thinking that there's somebody that you don't see. I no, no, see you that. are that open. Keys to the game when you play Memphis. Keys to the game when you play Memphis. Don't let how open you are throw you off. Correct. Do not freak out. Do do not freak out that you are wide open. And so it's just the same stuff. And then he plays ten players in the first. Like everything is the same stuff. Nothing's different. In the the game at, at 39-38, Penny's lineup was the two Hardaways, Malco, Jordan Brown, and Quinterly. The lineup of death. It's just like, what do you do here? I, I, it, it is now, and by the way, I've heard a lot of, uh, oh, this is just like last year. This is so much worse than last year. This is um, because normally Penny's teams, for whatever ails them, they normally do get better during the course of the season. And the last two years, I mean, they obviously won the conference tournament last year, but they would have gotten at large if they didn't. This is not a continuation of the last two years. This is a massive step back from the last two years. They never lost consecutive games last year. Yeah. Think about it in those terms. This is a massive step back from from last year and the year before. The year before was the the year before was the year when they they lose to SMU. Things look bad. I ask the stupid effing question, and they go on a run. That was in January. That was in January. January twentieth. There was still time to recover at that point. Um, and there was something to do, which is to start playing the best players, which is what they did. And they were able to recover, and they and they went on the run that they went on. And then, by the way, they they at that point they also had the opportunity to play Houston. Yep. Right. That that was in front of them. If they can win their next six, no one will be happier than me. Yeah, maybe that's not maybe true. There's I I can't say that. There will probably, some of you will be happier than me. Um, Penny would probably be happier than me. So yes, player, but I'll be thrilled. If they can win the next six, but there is literally nothing about this team that makes you think they can win the next six. What makes you think that 
Listen, Quinterly and David Jones are their best two players. And some days they're great, and some days they're not. In this massive game, this game that we all understood was a, if not a must-win, the closest thing to a must-win that you can be without being a must-win, they were 5 of 23. Yeah. 5 of 23 between them. Quinterly was 3 of 10. David Jones was 2 of 13. And then they were going under screens, and they were, you know, not closing out. And they so, were, By the way, two assists, five turnovers. And two assists and five turnovers. Here's the truth. It's not a very good roster. It's, a, it's, not, a, it's not that it's not talent on this roster. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have anyone who, who wants to guard on this roster. No perimeter player who wants to guard, make a living guarding on this roster. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also, like, when you think about the roster, it's... It's I a guess, soft roster. Yeah, I, I was trying to think. That like, has does not it make gelled, sense? I guess it and does. And that Penny has not handled degree. it well. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can say that. They're, they're, they're just, they're just, uh, some, uh, someone else on social media is. Someone else is going to find a way of blaming... The, by the way, Penny did say, and John put this in his column, what's up at the Daily Memphian, that the reason there were so many open fleas that the players, the players didn't follow the game plan... He also said, by the way, um, and this is in Parth's story, because he speaks, he speaks both on radio and then he speaks at, yep. the, at the lectern. He said, I'll take this because I didn't have my guys ready to play. Just definitely a coaching error. It's not like Penny doesn't ever say it's on me. He often actually says both of those things. It, 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 in, in, after a loss, he usually... I mean, after the Wichita State loss, he was combative and he was, you know, coming after the media and anyone who would be critical of him and whatever else, which is an odd, you pointed this out. It's an odd thing to do at that point of the season to de- sort of declare victory because all this, this was still coming. But it, it, after a loss, Penny doesn't just throw the players under the bus by saying the plan was great. They didn't follow the plan. He also often says, hey, it's on me. I got to do a better job, which is what he said last night. So it wasn't completely, he was not absolving himself from responsibility. You do get the feeling that, that, um, that Penny really does believe the problem is the players don't follow the game plan. Like that's the truth. But he says both things. He says, he usually, he usually says, um, both things, but, um, someone was tweeting at me today and saying, people are going to find out how to blame this on Penny. And again, it's not like I need to. I want to blame anything on Penny. It's simply true that in college basketball, the head coach is one hundred percent responsible for everything. When you recruit the players, and you pick the assistant coaches, and you decide the, on the game plan, and you coach the players, there is that's that's where all the responsibility goes. I don't know who else. Like if you had, if you were the head coach. And uh, and someone else, you had a general manager who was handing you the roster. Then you could say, my God, what am I supposed to do with this roster? You know, Javon Quinterly doesn't guard, you know, whatever. Dave Jones goes under screens. Like, what, what am I supposed to do here? When you literally handpicked every player, there it is all, and I say this, you know what? On this radio show, I'm responsible. If the radio show stinks, if it's good, if it's media, whatever it is, Ultimately, I'm responsible. No one actually is telling me anything about what to do on this radio show. So I can't, it, 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 it's not that I'm about blame or credit. It's just, it's, it's my production. It's mine. Like, it, I guess if Jeffrey, you know, hits the wrong button, I can blame Jeffrey. But yeah. you know what? I also, like, we hired you. Like, I went and, you know, yeah. it, we, we, we you, you, I was lucky enough to find you as my producer, but it's all one, pro- you know, it's the same thing with Penny. The whole team is his production. There's literally nobody else to credit when things are good or to blame when things are bad. I don't know who who else would you Je- Jeffrey, where would we where would we begin if we wanted to blame somebody else? I don't know, that's kind of what that was my struggle last night. It's like how can this same team and I get it. The 15 and 2 start might have been a little smoke and mirrorsy. Like yeah, but I it's get funny. That. They're not like look what Virginia's doing. But like on top of that, that 15 to 2 team when you watched them play, you didn't think Man, they're just you right. know like this is just skating by. Like you're like, you know what? It's kind oh, of they like, look good. Yeah, and I I just do not know what flipped. Well, I guess like it, it, there's no question 
um, that when Tomlin joined the team. But that doesn't mean I blame Tomlin. No, or, like, I mean, that that is when it happened. And the Jordan Brown stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, people are going to – the thing that I found interesting is that Penny can make some excuses. The one that I think would be the easiest one to point to is Caleb Mills. Caleb losing, Mills. That's, and they that don't is really a, go to that one. Can you just say that over and over and over? Like, can you keep saying Caleb Mills, Caleb Mills, Caleb Mills? But, I mean, they really haven't even gone to it, like – At all. Yeah. You could have at least said, "Listen, man." Like think I about mean, the we press did. Con- we about did. the press conference where the the stupid effing questions. Like, remember, like his whole deal was the injuries. Like that was like the crux of his argument. That really hasn't been where they've gone here. It's more been, you know, they don't follow the Is game that, plan. If it's, they said that, if they if Penny said, "Listen, man," you have to understand. Like, because very clearly. When it comes to the Grizzlies, and we we look at their season, and they're not going to the playoffs, and what do we say? We just say, oh, well, injuries, and everyone accepts that as a legitimate excuse, because it is. Yeah. Because it is. If Penny were to say, season ends, let's say they go to the NIT, whatever, and then at the the end of the season, Penny says, you know, what happened was, it turns out, this was a very... When you're putting something together on the fly, yep. I'm trying to make this sound as good as I can. I think I got something here. Okay. When you're, when you're putting this together on the fly, it's a very delicate balance. And it's, it's fragile and it has great potential, but there's peril there too. And it turns out that Caleb Mills was the guy who really made it all work. And you wouldn't have thought it. I mean, now let's be honest, he wasn't even, a, even the starter at that point. But Caleb Mills was the guy through both his play, but also his unselfishness and the way that he related to his teammates, that he was the guy who held it all together. And when we lost Caleb Mills, it fractured and we tried to get it back. And that so happened to, to correspond to a time when we were adding some new players. We needed Caleb Mills more... Whoever would have imagined that Caleb Mills was the unsung hero? But if you're really asking me what happened to this team, what happened was this team is the heart and soul went out of it when Caleb Mills got hurt and we never got off the deck. I, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't sound unreasonable. But does it, does it work as a, it doesn't? It, you're saying it doesn't work in season because does it you're work trying. As to... an, does it really? I, th- I think that is not actually unreasonable. But I also don't think it's is enough of an excuse to absolve Penny of what has happened since. Your job, if you lose a player of that caliber, not a starter, your job is to figure it out. Your job is to yeah. is to is to figure out how to and by the way, like some of this stuff, why do they keep playing this switching defense that they play that they very clearly can't? Just switch to straight man to man or throw in some zone. Or like like in the end. If it's not enough to just say we lost this guy and so we couldn't do these things, there are still lots of other things. You said it last night when you were texting me. Yeah. There are other things he does that have nothing to do with Caleb Mills that you think contribute to losing. 100%. I mean, to me, I, I get into this with Mark. When Mark's like, well, the rotations are going to be the rotations. Like, it drives that, that's, me insane. That's, a, that's, that's a, 90% of in-game coaching is figuring out who's going to play. Like, it's not, this isn't like football where you call every single play on offense and defense. Most of the in-game coaching is largely figuring out rotations. Just because someone is going to do something over and over again doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right. Like, Like, if I, if I, so I get, I fairly get, I, 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 I fairly frequently, in fact, even when we had Dr. Valley on, someone tweeted, Jeff, stop interrupting her, right? And if I just say to you, the interruptions are going to be the interruptions. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't, in fact, take a hard look at it and maybe stop interrupting so much. Like, like just because Penny is known for crazy-ass, erratic, expansive rotations doesn't mean that's smart. I mean, it's a quarterback that throws interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get picks. Listen, when he's going to well, throw picks. Okay, well, well, I mean, so, and further, it's to your point about Okay, you even if you had a tough situation, 
The problem is, it's not as if it's something new each and every loss. It's largely the same script every single time. And here's the worst. The other problem is, it's really, and this gets into the larger question about Penny. It's really the same script every year except last year. Yes. Because even like two years ago, they recovered. Yeah. Two years ago, they recovered from mishandling the roster. Yeah. And were able to get into the tournament with a lower seed than they should have had. Yeah. But literally every year, except for the year when they had Kendrick and DeAndre establishing the culture and making it clear who were the big dogs and how this would go, and and they'd be on the court all the time. Yeah, and the two guys with the ball in their hand all the time. Yeah. Except for that, every single year, we've had these same issues. And so what it does is it calls things into question. And this gets me to the Penny stuff. And no, I am not saying Penny should be fired, and I'm not saying he will be fired, because he won't be. And honestly, he shouldn't be. Now, if he were Joe Smith, should he be? There's no question in my mind that if this coach, head coach were anyone but Penny Hardaway, we would be talking about whether they were going to make a change at the end of this year. Do you think it'd be at the end of this year? I'm still not saying it, they would. I don't think they would because he went to the tournament the last two years. Yeah. Right? He went to the tournament the last two years. If this were Joe Smith who had taken the team to the tournament the last two years, they'd give him another year. Yeah, but I think next year would be scorching Next hot. year would be scorching But I, I don't think and they'd And we would be on. 100% talking about, and I would be telling you, you know, yeah, uh, he's on the hottest of hot seats. Yeah. Um, if this were any coach but Penny Hardaway. Um, but, but it, it is Penny Hardaway, which means two things. A, he's going to be treated differently, and B, he should be treated differently. Both of those things are true. And so, no, he is not going to be fired after this year. If they go 3-3 three and three over the next six and lose their first tournament game and don't get an NIT invitation, Penny Hardaway is going to be the coach next year unless he wants to be gone. Unless he says, enough of this. Yeah. He is going to be the coach next year. And he deserves the chance. He deserves the chance, because he's Penny Hardaway, to prove that this year was just he whiffed putting together the roster in terms of the personalities and their willingness to play the way he wanted them to play. And he, he deserves a, 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 down, a, a down year after going to the tournament two straight years. But it is also true that heading into next year, there's going to be lots of questions. A, are the people who are giving have, have given NIL money to bring in the likes of Quinterly and David Jones, yep. are they going to be excited to spend more NIL money? Um, to bring in the likes of Quinterly and David Jones, because that is but what's going to be required. If next year is a big year when you got to, ma- you can't say, "Well, we're going back to to, to trying to win with freshmen," right? You're, it's it's oh, going to be. It's a, also too late for that. It's also too late for that. Yes, it's also too late for that. It's going to be a transfer laden class that's built on the fly, and he's going to need that kind of money. And then, um, and then, secondly, we will there will be much less enthusiasm in terms of ticket sales and everything else if if the season plays out the way that it looks like it will. Um, heading into next year, and there will be a real scrutiny on Penny, such that if next year isn't a bounce back year that proves that proves that this year is an aberration, then whatever you see now in terms of the fractiousness on social media is going to be turned up uh, all the way to the right. So I agree with all that. I still think. Like, even in the worst-case scenario, like, let's say they, they can't figure out... Let's say it's the same season again. Yeah. Or final record looks the same. We're, we're, it is interesting. If it, th- I mean, this, we, the nice thing is we don't have to go there, but if they had... If they missed... Let's say this season ends. Yeah. Three and three, or four and two over their next six, win a, maybe one game in the tournament, then lose the next game in the tournament. Yeah. Maybe get an NIT bid, maybe not, whatever else. Bad year, okay? And then next year, it's roughly identical. Probably yeah. not the... Probably not the uh, electric non-conference and then the disaster, but it's, right. it's more just that's muddle trying, along, yeah. miss the tournament again. That's what, that's what I was trying to say. Like, forget the— We don't have to decide right now if in that circumstance Penny Hardaway should be—Memphis uh, should get a new coach. But I will tell you then very clearly if it were anyone, but he, they would get a new coach, 100%. You would not be allowed— 
two Agreed. straight years I mean, look of at, missing look the at, tournament. Look at what Ohio State just did. Right. You just like they, they, they would one hundred percent, and and maybe Penny would at that point go or whatever else. I don't. I, I honestly like. I don't think Penny wants to be. As Penny said, he's in this because he wants to bring glory and honor and happiness to his university. Um, he is as miserable as anyone else. And I th- honestly think that if there were not, again, we don't have we don't have to decide that right now. What's going to happen next year if they have this? Like, first of all, this year still has to play out. Doesn't look at all promising. Uh, but um, but yeah, th- th- I mean, you, you see it all the time. Again, not from anyone in the media, but you see it on on social media all the time. It's time to admit that Penny Hardaway, it's it's not getting it done. It's time to make a change. And then you see on Facebook, it's already starting to emerge. Now is the time to pray for Penny Hardaway and the players. They need it more than ever. Like, there, there's that schism developing. Yeah, I guess I owe everyone an apology. When it became very obvious to me, Jeff, where the Grizzlies season was going to go, like mm-hmm. in December, Yeah. Um, I hit my knees and I said, God, please let them be good. Please let the Tigers just be good. Oh. From a professional standpoint. And didn't work. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah, that was the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, So, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break and we'll see what Jason Smith thinks about all this. We'll talk to him in the next segment. Talk to Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And then after that, we'll take your calls on Gigi and Penny. Penny and Gigi. Uh, One star, uh, one Memphis. a uh, star who's struggling, and one who is in ascendance. Before then, I will remind you, over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, you can get, new customers, can get uh, 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets if your $5 bet wins. Uh, FanDuel is, of course, official sportsbook partner of the NBA, so it's safe, it's secure, you get your money fast, and new customers, one little winning $5 bet, $150 in bonus bets back. All you got to do is go to FanDuel backslash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Must be 21 or older, present Tennessee. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is nominal bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a new Samsung Galaxy A15 for just $99. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Good talk. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Hey, this is John Martin. Who wants to pay full retail for a pre-owned car or truck when you can buy it at wholesale? Wholesale Unlimited on Pleasant View, that's right off Covington Pike, has an unlimited selection of super sharp pre-owned cars and trucks that you can buy at the wholesale price. And right now, you can even use your tax refund as all or just a part of a down payment, and you can still pay just the wholesale price. Chevy Silverados, F-150 and Ram trucks, Tahoes, Explorers, Jeep Wranglers, Grand Cherokees, Renegades, they have it all. Go to wucars.com or just Google Wholesale Unlimited Memphis. Your money goes a long way when you can buy at the wholesale price. That's what I'm all about. 
Go to Wholesale Unlimited on Pleasant View off Covington Pike. Guaranteed approval. And tell them that you heard about them on 92.9 FM ESPN. Thank me later. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shotners can help with lipo B12 injections, increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster, packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. Hey guys, it's Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and I want to give you a tip. If you need a gift and you don't have any, you got to get diamond stud earrings. It's the little black dress of jewelry. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers, five locations, or online at rijewelers.com. Recent weather taking a toll on your roof? A-Team Roofing has you covered, literally, with their 24-hour tarp service to stop further damage. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. A-TeamRoofers.com. Shop, compare, and save from hundreds of experts to turn your dream home into a reality. We have everything to help you remodel, refresh, and beautify your home inside and out. So come on out to the Home Show of the Mid-South, February 16th through the 18th at the Agri-Center. You'll find special show pricing on kitchens, baths, patios, and landscaping, flooring, cabinets, windows, roofing. It's all at the Home Show of the Mid-South, February 16th through the 18th at the Agri-Center. For more info, visit MemphisHomeShow.com. That's MemphisHomeShow.com. Hey everyone, Gabe Kuhn here. I think there's three checklist items when looking for a good dentist practice. One, are they good at their job? That's one thing you absolutely don't have to worry about when you go to Dr. Mady's today at the Smile Center. Two, is it convenient? I would say the Smile Center is about as convenient as it gets. Perfect location in Germantown. And three, are they personable? You may catch Dr. Mady try to talk Grizzlies with you upon your visit. But regardless, Smile Center checks all the boxes for a phenomenal dentist practice. Get to their location in Germantown or go to SmileCenterMemphis.com. If the woman of your dreams has been searching online for the perfect engagement ring, she's figured out there's a few brand names that are worthy of consideration. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine, and she doesn't want a plain, ordinary cookie-cutter ring to wear the rest of her life. She wants a world-class designer ring, handcrafted by a true artisan that will hold value and stand the test of time. She's found Takori, Viragio, Ajafi, Simon G., among other premium American-made designers. But when you try and find these exclusive rings, you quickly realize most stores don't offer them. They have knockoffs and lookalikes, kind of like those imitation bags and watches on the streets of New York City. But there is one jeweler where you can find the real deal. Genesis Diamonds. Genesis has been chosen by all the most sought-after designers. Genesis is your exclusive home for these iconic brand names that define excellence. Other stores can only dream of being able to offer these, but only Genesis has them. So be careful. Don't settle for anything less than the ring she is worthy of wearing. Genesis Diamonds at Poplar and Perkins Extended. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. This one time, my parents had to round up the whole neighborhood to track me down. It was a mess. A lot of tears. Well, now that we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, including all my favorite super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my shows and... Ha! Found ya. The heck? How? You left to find my tablet on. This generation... Ruining the game with their performance enhancers. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity for a reliable connection throughout your home. Now through February 25th, get GigSpeed Internet for $35 a month for 12 months when you add unlimited mobile. Plus, get Wi-Fi equipment included for two years. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Tax and fees extra may change. GigSpeed Wi-Fi requires gig internet and Xfinity gateway. After 12 months, internet increases to $60. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet. Actual speeds vary. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6. 
for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. If someone you love uh, struggles with gambling, that's not, to, honestly, it's not surprising. When gambling became this widespread, everybody knew that some people would struggle. Over at the gambling clinic, they say about 5%. Which doesn't sound like a lot, except for you multiply it by all the people now who gamble. And most have fun with it, but 5% don't. And the gambling clinic is not anti-gambling, but they, they, they want to help, help you make it make sense in your life uh, or in the life of someone um, who you love. And so if, uh, if you or someone you love struggling with this, thegamblingclinic.com. It's over at the University of Memphis. They've helped hundreds of people, individual appointments with an uh, addiction es- expert, confidential um, and you can get in touch with them or learn more at thegamblingclinic.com. Joined now by Jason Smith, Jason and John. Well, just Jason these days because John is off uh, with Dom. Uh, 11 to 2 every single day. Jason joins me now. I will be riveted from 11 to 2 to hear the, uh, the full version of what you uh, make of what we saw last night from the Memphis Tigers. But the Reader's Digest version, Jason, uh, how... I made the argument to John that this was as dispiriting a loss as the, not. It's not the worst loss of the year. Like Rice is the worst loss of the year, but right. it's the one that make you almost feel the worst because maybe you had started talking yourself into eh, they're kind of fixed. They're going to go on a run. I and this just felt like it. It felt massive and it felt really depressing. What was your thought? Uh, not much different than that. I mean, you're down, you know, eighteen four or whatever it was before you look up and it's. And you're right, Jeff, you wanted to believe, right? You wanted to believe everything Penny Hardaway was saying, that we have turned a corner, and, and in fact, we're more committed and locked in than ever, right? And, you, and the three-game winning streak after the four-game losing streak could certainly, you know, you could point to that and say, well, at least that's some sort of evidence that, you know, the outcome, you're getting the outcomes you want, that this thing is progressing in the way that you want. But, but last night it was, and, and I, you know, you said seismic. It very well could be, because... The chances that this team's going to run off a you know six and zero spurt here through the regular season is uh, they're low. You know, f- frankly, it's yeah, just there's there's no way to spend this positive. And what this team has lost is the identity. The one thing that you could point to in terms of every Penny Hardaway team, every single one of them, even the first one, you know, good defensively. And that first one was fifty fourth. This Memphis team has now dropped to one hundred and two. In oh defense, that, they played eight players last night. Jeff, you went through it. Two two starters. What is it? Uh, you, you know, two starters were gone, and there was one guy. Yeah, one job defensively. Stop the sophomore. Stop Jason Edwards. You know, he'd had a couple of thirty-one point games. This should be easy, and there was no resistance. That kid got whatever he wanted. Whatever he wanted. The, the identity defensively. It used to be Penny's going to take out the, the the top guy, right? And, and the game plan is to do so. And, and, so, and so this is where I struggle, too, is because, you know, part of the answer afterwards was, was David Jones wanted him, right? David Jones wanted Jason Edwards. He wanted the job of shutting him down, but he got tired. Well, David Jones, a guy who may be a future pro, right, older guy, experienced. And, and last night you got to give it to him. As much as he was struggling offensively, like he was hitting the glass. Oh, yeah. And, and – but but he played 31 minutes. I don't have it pulled up, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the things. 31 minutes last night. The Edwards kid played 36. They played eight dudes. Right. Uh, they're not tired. You're telling me your guys are. And forget it. You know, that is a lot on David Jones to ask him or to, to allow him to try to hold Jason. That was the whole game. But where's the adjustment? That's it? David Jones said he had him, and we had a plan, but. There was no resistance, so it, this, it, you know, we can. Here's the other truth: the, they hit the they hit their first six threes all wide open, and nobody was tired. Well, like, and the you know what I mean. Said, well, At that and point. you played right into their hands, Jeff, because the coach was it Hodge, Jeff, whatever, yeah. you, 
said, you're going to get open threes against this Memphis team. It's going to happen because they trap. Because they, they traps that a lot of times don't lead to steals, they're going to leave wide open threes. Because of, because of the way they play defense, watch. And it happened. It happened. What the other coach said Memphis would, would happen to did. It's, it's, it's incredible. And, again, I go back to if you can't go back to what you've hung your hat on, Brother, where are we at? Because, yes, I mean, uh, again, I, the point I was going to finish making is that we can sit up here and look at Javon Quinley and David Jones and Tomlin and say, well, those are supposed to be your big three. They didn't play well, especially offensively, and, 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 and say, yeah, man, players got to make plays. But it all goes back to Penny because, again, the one thing, the one thing that you've always got to be able to fall back on is a culture and an identity. If nothing else, we're going to stop the other team's best guy. We're going to play some solid defense. And this thing's just gone off the rails defensively and and no it Caleb Mills you're right he was key to it he was the guy that would take take the other team's best offense I want that and was capable of doing it but there's no excuse to be this bad minus Caleb minus Caleb not you, you know there, there's no excuse and so again whether it's whatever it is Jeff zone whatever you have got to it and there just haven't been enough of those and so that's what's so that's what's so, you know, you just feel lost because if, if, if you don't have that, the fallback, man, it, it all feels sort of lost. And so, and then, and then you look ahead, well, if you're talking about a situation where next year Penny's having to replace a lot of these guys, how do you develop culture? How do you get guys to play harder for Memphis? Well, they don't care that it's Memphis. They care about the chick. They, they care about looking good so they can be pros. You don't have, you don't have much Memphis in here, save for Malco. And, and I'll say this too, because, you know, Alex Lomax, for those, you know, was still a part of this team. Guys that, you know, Tyler Harris, those guys care. And I'm not telling you all of a sudden you need to go back to getting Memphis guys, but it's hard to preach Memphis basketball to a group of guys that don't know what that is, to a group of guys that doesn't mean anything too. And so the speeches, uh, it's sort of like John's column. You know, it, 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 we're, it, it, it's getting played out. It, you know, those don't work with the players, and what you're saying right now is just falling on deaf ears with the fans. So it's... It's not in a good place right now, Jeff. And I, I just to put bottom line, it you're right. It very well it, it it very well could be seismic. It certainly felt like it. We have to see how these last six play out. Um, do you? It's interesting. Like on that, like very clearly, it's we're, we're not going to have you know teams like Andre Turner and William Bedford and like the guys who grow up here who want to you know play for Memphis, Elliot Perry. Like that that moment has gone. You can though when you're recruiting recruit dogs can't, can't you like can't you make an emphasis on having a mix of players it feels like penny penny just it feels like he wants the five star whatever the hell it is you know whoever put a big number somewhere else let's get those guys and we'll i'll figure it out i'm a good enough coach he's confidence in his coaching i'll figure it out i isn't there is i guess the question is is this mostly to you roster construction or it's just strategic choices I mean, it, it, it is, it is, there's a lot of roster construction issues, clearly. Now, what's hard, what's hard to do, right, when you're building a roster is, is, is look at it in the way that, okay, well, what if I take this card out of this house? If we're building a house of cards. Right. I take out, I take out Caleb Mills. How does this team, because you don't know, because these are one year guys. Right, Javon, David Jones. You don't know what it's going to look like once you pull that out. So, so going through all those scenarios, you can't do. On paper, this looked like a good roster when you brought Naquan Tomlin in. It looked like a good roster. But well, again, whether it's more Memphis, Jeff, whether it's less one-year guys, whether it's what what we can agree on is you've got to have guys that have been in your program for a while. So, so no, it, it felt like you've sort of swung the the in trying to go older, right? Where where college basketball is. You sort of, you swung. You wanted better role players than you had last season. You wanted better uh, experienced guys, and you got too many. It just feels like the the formula's off. It felt like it was close, but once you took out Caleb Mills, you know it, it, this house of cards has fallen away. I'm not sure he could have predicted beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, we're all trying to figure out what the formula is. Even just if you figure it out, it's going to be hard to put harder to put it together. Next season, if this thing fails in the way it's looking like it is right now, and so no, I'm, I, I can't sit up here and figure out with you what the right amount of Memphis, the right amount of multiple year players, and the right amount of guys like Kendrick Davis or David Jones is right. But clearly, this one's wrong. And again, it, I, the issue is fixing it 
gets more challenging if this becomes again, you know, what it looks like it's about to be. And so that that's where we get to the question of okay, well, where do we go from here? So if they beat SMU, what's the conversation like Monday? Uh, maybe they can run off the five straight, right? SMU is that's a quad one win. Yeah, at, at this point now, you're five and five in quad one, quad two opportunities. It'll help you. You know, it helps your case. But depending upon how they win that game, unless they go down there and beat them by 20, which I don't suspect will happen, or this team doesn't play defense, then, you know, it's it's still going to be do you, do, you, do you believe it? I mean, I think it'll be good for the time. They absolutely have to salvage something out of this week. Getting a quad one helps you do that. Again, I mean, losing at North Texas with where this team was metrically by itself isn't all that tough a loss. But again, it's combined with what we've seen. It's how this went down in such a similar fashion to what was happening again when you were losing games. That's the issue right now. So I don't, I don't know that the narrative changes much, Jeff. They'll still be even with the win against SMU, probably on the wrong side of the bubble, still needing work, still needing two against Florida Atlantic. So I don't think a win down there changes uh, changes the narrative much. I mean, how, what's the conversation going to be like around Penny? Let, let, let's assume that he doesn't get a bid this year. They, they, didn't, they don't make the NCAA tournament this year. It's mm-hmm. clearly a disappointing season and a big step back after having gone to the NCAA tournament in consecutive years. I made the argument that even if this were, you know, uh, Coach Smith, D- David Smith, was some random coach, that coach wouldn't be fired for missing the tournament after going to two straight tournaments at the University of Memphis, unless there was something else going on, some dramatic lack of confidence. And so, of course, Penny Hardaway shouldn't be and won't be. And and it's, it's not even, honestly, that much worthy of discussion. Mm-hmm. But that hypothetical coach would absolutely then be on the hot seat heading into next year. I don't think Penny, even then, will be on the hot seat because he's different. But what does happen around the discussion around Penny Hardaway? I don't know if it'll be hot, but it'll be warmer than it is right now. I mean, it's it's not warm. It, you'll, it'll be going up. We've discussed hot seats, and, you know, we did it with Ryan Silverfield, who, you know, did a, did a heck of a job this year in restoring some confidence, and that, that bowl win certainly helped. But back to Penny, you know, I, I just it, – it's tough. You know, you're going to feel like this is a guy, if he misses the tournament, like you said, the scenario painted out, that isn't going to say, you know what, forget this. Even even if it gets to- more toxic than it is right now, you got folks, you mentioned it, saying Penny should step down. He's not going to because he's going to feel like, you know, I've got this challenge in front of me. God put me here. i got to go at it again next year. But you get, but again, Jeff, remember, Penny this offseason was saying, I don't have enough NIL. Now, it came through, and you went and got Jaquan, Jordan Brown, and Quinterly. Boom, boom, boom. Okay? Is that still going to be there next season? If anybody can, can, can rally the troops, it's Penny because he's one of the, you know, he's, he's one of the programs on. I mean, it, it, if that was Josh, hey, I need NIL coming off this kind of stuff. It's not going to be there in the way that it could be for Penny. But the same face, the same amount May not. I mean, this collective that's been, you know, put together, Bluff City Collective, I believe it is. Sure, I'm, I'm sure it's in a place right now where you feel pretty good, but there, there will be less optimism when you, when you write checks this year, as big as these were, and you fail in this way. There'll be less. There will absolutely be less. Now, can, is Penny Hardaway the type of guy that still get it done? Yeah, but it's going to be harder. And you're having to replace, it feels like, so much. So what are you going to do now? Beg David Jones to come back, shave off, and go pay him, what, that, what you know, uh, uh, over a half a million dollars? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you reset everything, and now you got to go find a new 10, 11 guys? Because that, you know, that you, didn't go well this year either. You, so, we, so the seat has to be warm, Jeff, because if you go through another one next year, and it's like this, Brother, I, you know, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Would you want David Jones to come back? Oh, that's a good question, man. I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and, and I, some, surely some of the issues behind the scenes involve David Jones. And, you know, there's been Tomlin, there's been Quinterly, but I just look at the way that guy rebounded last night. He busts his ass on the offensive board. And while he failed, the whole team failed, he wanted the challenge of guarding, yep. you know, the, the, the sophomore. He was trying on both ends. David, David Jones, the last few games, it, not so much last night, but the assists had gone up, the steals had gone up. I saw a guy that's, that, that is extending more effort in departments he wasn't. 
And so, yeah, if you're asking me if David Jones could come back next year, hell yeah, I'd start with David okay. Jones. Again, what that price would be, I imagine, you know, is going to be way up there, and you'd have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And what if what if the guys I bring in don't like David Jones next year because I'm bringing in a whole new crew? So there's all kinds of questions with that, but I, I'd, pro- I'd, I'd yeah. do it if I've got enough. Jason, I'll be listening from 11 to 2. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Yeah, Jason Smith. Uh, Jason Jones. Every day from 11 to 2. I was, uh, I've, I've joined Instagram. Um, and it was not exactly an early adopter. But one of my follows on Instagram is the Majestic Grill. And, uh, you know, you look at food. And food is freaking delicious looking. It's like right now I'm looking at this Mahi Mahi special that they had served on a, a bed of garlic mashed potatoes. That's a winner right there, by the way. Garlic mashed